got your Bibles today, open them up to Romans chapter 15. Believe it or not, 15, and all the way through the book of Romans, has been uh, just a really fun series as we go through the book of Romans kind of at lightning speed, uh, so you can get the big picture, because uh, it preach in the according to Paul. People, hey, this is the gospel, right? Jesus came, and he died on the cross, confessed with your sins so that you could have, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Right? That, that was his gospel. And he aimed to the gospel. And in Romans chapter 1, the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. I'm not power because it's the power. Jesus can change everything in your life. Do you believe that this morning? That Jesus can change everything? Right? And, and that's what Paul is in 16. Uh, has been, he starts talking about the gospel not only has the, the power to bring salvation, but it also has the power to bring in chapters 15, unity. So the gospel has the power to bring unity. You know, we live in the divided states of America. Wouldn't you say that's true? You know, we've got so many things to argue about. Politically, we're fighting with each other all the time. We see politicians, while at the same time they're, you know, we're going to back ads at the other guy and, and you know, making, making fun of them and doing all that. Like, well, how is that? uniting. Our last several years, we're very divided. All centuries, we've been divided racially. And even in the last few years, it's, I mean, it, it's been at an all-time high of, of tensions on race relations, divided racially coming in and, and divided in our homes. I mean, there's so many broken families out there where just one parent is raising and they leave, you know, uh, uh, different things. And, and there's so many broken homes in our society today. We're very divided. As a church, we should reflect Christ, and we should be the model for what it looks like to be united about them. My prayer is that so united. Why, why don't they fight with each other? We, we want people to notice the unity in this church, and that would even draw them in. But here, we've got them they haven't experienced in their Let's all come in together with different opinions, but yet because we have one goal, because we are, are serving the same Savior, we're going in the same direction. And there's, so how do we achieve unity? We have different preferences. I think that's a big question that we're asking today that, that Paul uh, answers in, in Romans 15 and 16. If you believe unity by division, church splits and, you know, so many different denominations out there. The church has been marked by, by uh, marooned on an I heard a story of him out there. He was out there for several years and uh, a boat came by one day and they, they saw this Christian man. on. And so the sailors and they saw him and there was, they asked this guy, you know, what? What are those three houses for? Why do you have three different huts? And he said, well, you know, this one, this is where I live. And then he's like, oh, yeah, this is where I go to church. Uh, that's where I used to go to church. Uh, but, but now now I go to this one. You know, as Christians, leave the church, we, I'm just going to, we get divided. Right? And you know what happens? The same issues are over there, right? So you just keep going from place to place to place to place. We like to argue. Church should be, right? but that's not what the And and another reason, it's not just so that we're united, but did you know that with unity comes blessing? With unity, when God's people 33 together in unity, it is like, and, and he gives kind of examples of what unity is like. He says, on Aaron's precious oil or of his robe, it, it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing when evermore. There comes blessing. Unity commands a blessing from God. 
And so that's why we want unity. In the head, running picture, some of you are like, that's Aaron was the, the first high priest, and, and, and it just anoints the whole body. See, oil was a symbol that, that God will, I believe, anointing in this church, that the Spirit is going to move in this church, because oil is another symbol for the Spirit in our church, that, that lives will. It also gives another example of, it's like the, the dew of Mount Hermon falls, the dew Mount Day, it's a very wet place, so, you know, it's a, it's a nice mount. But Mount Zion was kind of wilderness, it was dry, it was arid, and much fruitfulness would be, if the dew from much vegetation would be produced, it's just missing water. So it's saying when you have unity, fruitfulness, and what follows, right? So fruitfulness, and that's what we want to see in our church. We want to see God's anointing on this place. We want to see God's anointing on his people. We, we want to see fruit are Unites. We want to see fruitfulness because unity commands a blessing. So, how do we achieve this unity? How, how do we make that happen? This we're going to see. Uh, let's look at verse five. Are uh, four different ways that we can uh, achieve. That's maybe not the right word, but we can uh, reach unity here at AS. An encouragement in verse five. Same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify. The first thing in here of our Lord that we need as a church in order to achieve unity is this. To, to reach unity, God's unity. So unity. We can achieve on our own, but unity is something that is God-given. We can work as hard as we want. You know, we can try to do it. Didn't like you. Can't achieve it on our own. Just didn't like you. They had it out for you. And maybe you bent over backwards to go out of your way to save the frown person to make sure you were and when they were laughing and when they were happy and then they saw your face and they just frowned at you right because they just don't like you you could bring that person donuts you could work as hard as you they wouldn't be happy and that's kind of the way unity is in the church right we can work as hard as we want we can throw potlucks and pen with each other usually but that and that you know well you're different than me and then it causes more division right but we can we can try to try to come together we can try to make decisions that please that but you know what it would probably cause more we could put and then it would cause unity we could extend our greeting time from 47 seconds to 10 minutes cuz we can't reach you would still unity comes from god that's what this verse is saying that god has to give us the same attitude and mind towards each our actions had for us towards each other it's our attitudes Right? It's our heart that has to change towards people. Our hearts need to change them. And the only uh, unity as we seek God. Necessarily come from seeking unity, but it comes from seeking God. Right? We're, we're much more likely to find unity as we come at the altar than if we go to a potluck. So it's interesting. It, it says that God has to give us this. God has to give us these attitudes. And I kind of laughed this week as I was reading it because I read through it a couple times. The same attitude is really what it's saying because that attitude was one of endurance and encouragement toward each other. Now, you'd think that it would say, rough, to have the attitude of love. No, it starts out with endurance. Have you ever met somebody that you just had to endure? Right? Right? You know some people. But he's saying here, this set of, uh, you know, sometimes when we meet those people, it's like, Lord, deliver me. Just praying for his endurance or something. Lord, Lord give me endurance. Lord, Lord, help me not to just reject that person, but to surface life. And, and endurance. Maybe if you give me patience with this person, my attitude will change towards them. That, that I'll understand who they are more. You know, we can do that because you know what? I'm thankful out there. I am so thankful 
that Jesus had an attitude of endurance towards me. That Jesus had patience towards me to accept him. Living selfishly, God has patiently worked through our mistakes. He's patiently worked through our failings. And we need to have that same mindset that Jesus had. But we need to have it. How can we be patient? That Jesus had towards us was encouragement. Encouragement. Cut them up. People, you may need to endure, but uh, in whatever we're doing is, is most often it's self-centered. You know, what can you do for me? What, how can I benefit from this? How can I serve you? How can I bless others? We, how can I focus on you? What do I have to offer you? So maybe encouragement looks like kind and you're just encouraging, you, you know, or, you know, you're, you're just doing a really great job serving where you're serving, or what you're doing matters, and we give kind. Other people need a Some people, they just need, just need somebody to, to love on them. Uh, other people, to encourage them, uh, they need somebody to challenge them, right? They need somebody to come, because it's dream some big dream. Encouraging for me to say, okay, yeah, we've been doing it this way forever, but what if? Right? What if we dreamed a little bit from those conversations? What, what if we trusted God? God wants to do something bigger. So some people need to be encouraged through challenging them. Some people are encouraged by taking them out to coffee or ice cream. Right? And your gift. It's just, just the most encouraging reason, but it's just, hey, here's some grace for you today. Here's just to remind you that Jesus loves you, and I, I love you too. Letting people know, right, when we have that act, care for them. And so these are the attitudes that, that it says that, that God needs to give us towards people, an attitude of endurance and an attitude of agitation and annoyance. But how, right? When we see people, it's just like, oh, them again. You know, do I have to deal with that? Or unite us, sit over here, because I don't, doesn't mean that we just avoid the people we don't like. No, we, we get to know them. And, and because at Jerry Christ, we know we're all going the same way. And even if we've got differences, even if our personalities don't get along, even if any of those things, we're going the same direction ourselves. Uh, but we need first thing, the altar and just say, God, God, give us unity. God, help me to love people the way that you love people. Sex as Christ in verse seven, in order to bring praise to God. So it says to accept one another. Uh, again, we're, we're all different people. We, we've all got to embrace each other's difference in our lives. So the second, to embrace each other's differences. Not to just tolerate them, but to embrace them. To accept them. The body has all read a couple weeks ago in roles and all different functions. You know, you, you've got a hand that does hand things and a foot that does foot things. And a nose that does nose things. Right? It, they, a, a few years different. Our girls were about, I think, four-year-old, uh, four-year-olds and... We wanted to put them, I know nothing about soccer, involved in something. We wanted to get them involved in something, so we put them in soccer. And, you know, they had goals on each end. People do defense. New soccer, well, you got like, I didn't really understand it, but four-year-old soccer is a different ball game. Four-year-old soccer is you stick four kids out there versus four kids, and you tell them, it looks more like when kick the ball in the goals. You know, they're just sitting there all, it's like this whirlwind, like the Tasmanian devils spinning around, complete and utter chaos. Sometimes the ball comes up because they all have the same role. Nobody's the goalie. Nobody's playing defense. Nobody's doing it. They're all just, we're offense. That's the way we can look at the get ball, score. You know, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to say, your gift isn't good. You're the goalie. Nobody cares about the goalie. The only people are a different colored shirt, right? The only people that matter are the people on the platform. Right? And we can, we can start thinking that way. 
And we're all trying to do the same thing. The same longer you go in soccer, all of a sudden they start soccer. More people to the field. They start adding more positions. Uh, you, you've got the goalie now. You've got your, you know, you, you've got your, your strikers. I'm going to say defensive people. I can't remember what they're called. Soccer people, forgive me. But you've got all these different roles out there. And now all of a sudden it starts. Four-year-olds don't understand. They're passing it back. And eight-year-olds don't understand passing, right? Uh, but the older they get, they start passing. They start putting plays in. They start becoming more specialized. Now people on the team and who was slow before there's value. You've got some people who are just playing defense. You've got some people who are just playing offense. And, and, and it works together, working together for a common goal. It should be just like a body where we have different roles, but no one's less valuable than the other. We're, we're all important. We all have our, our different differences. And what is called the, the church to be. See, I believe that it's in our diversity where we find unity. Skill, right? It, it's it's in talents that God has given us. And in that diversity, we find unity. Because the more diversity you have, the more people you can come together in this passage. It's glory to God when we embrace each other's differences. When we accept each other for who God created us to be. And he starts talking about glory to God. That's some pretty big differences. Uh, two different groups of people, the Jews and the Gentiles. Right? Led out of God's promised land that we had all of the judges and all of the kings and all of these different things. But you know, when Jesus came and, and he died on the cross, he didn't die for everyone. In fact, but he died for that. Romans 1.16, it doesn't actually stop where I stopped it before. It, it says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power been for the God that brings salvation to everyone. Right? The gospel has salvation for everyone, every culture, every nation, every language. Uh, is that difference? work out between the Jews and the Gentiles. I mean, because these are two nations that, uh, two people groups that have been together who didn't like each other, but people, one church. And you got to imagine there had to be an attitude of endurance and an attitude of encouragement in the church. See Gentiles, he wanted to see Jews, Paul's Gentiles, and bring them in and say, we're one church, not we've got a Gentile church over here and a Jewish church over here, and we're going to call it Revenue need to come and gives us a plan for what heaven will look like. Listen to this. Uh, verse 9 says this. After this, I looked. Tribe, people, great multitude that standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice. That's a picture of our God who sits on every nation, every tribe, every language, every people. Same song in the same jerseys. And that's what the church should be. That's what the church should be. I mean, we should be a reflection of our community. Community. How many languages in division? Community. How how can we reach our community to its fullest? Not just certain groups of people. Right. We we have. And again, we need to embrace those because uh, God gives us the power to do this. God accepted us, so we can accept others. We can embrace. Other to do things beyond our ability in view of uh, third thing we find in verse 14 it says this i myself am filled with knowledge and sisters instruct one another yet i have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the in rome god gave me for but he knows a lot of the people there and he's heard good reports and he says hey i'm writing to you to let you know you guys are doing a good job i mean i hear f but uh, I got to give you a little bit of correction, right? I got to make sure you're staying on the right path because to stay, to keep us on, we need correction. To, uh, in long journeys, 
it is crucial to stay on course. I mean, it's so crucial. And, and just tiny errors can put us way or two. They're not going to, I mean, a pot up miles and miles and miles away from where they're trying to get. On a road trip, I speak from experience, one turn can take you miles. If you go off course, oftentimes you're disqualified because you got off course. And in the church, we need to stay on course. just and so, in order to stay on course, we need to listen to correction. This is a little off, that correction. Because how many of you know sometimes the church gets off course? Sometimes we get lost in, in petty arguments and things that a thread online to the mission that God has. Actual arguments that happened in churches across America. Like these, are, these are real things that happen in churches. And oftentimes, people off course. Or churches, there was an argument over the appropriate length of the worship pastor's beard. Think about that. Uh, oh, you can only have two inches. Over whether or not to, they, they had a plot of land. Should we build a children's playground there or should we add a cemetery there? Just kind of, those are two. This one's interesting. Stages of tickets to this, actually. Uh, a deacon accused another deacon of sending an anonymous letter and decided to settle the matter. Not afterwards. One and deacon two. Who's going to win today? Uh, another real argument, a church argument, and they had a they held a meeting and a vote. Today, later today, we're going to decide if that hexagon center is removed from that. We're going to have a vote, and uh, you know, see who wants to take it down. That was an, a real argument. Uh, you know, do we like him from the right? From the left side. Which picture of Jesus? There was a dispute in the church because during communion they they grape juice. These are real arguments. An argument on whether or not the church should be allowed to serve deviled eggs at the church potluck. <laughs> Over, uh, he said, we can't call it a potluck. We need to call it a pot blessing because there's no luck in the church. <laughs> the church member hid the vacuum cleaner from them and it resulted in a major fight and the church split because somebody hid the vacuum. Last one, the devil over whether the church should allow. These are real arguments that split churches, right? And it's because they lost. How can we love God? We're going. They were saying, this is what I want the building to look like, right? This is what we can and cannot do. This is what we, and, and because we're humans. But at the end, somewhere along, we need to remember, hey, we're going in the same direction. The enemy isn't the person sitting next to me. We've got preferences. We've got these, of course, we need, where are we going? We need to get back on track. We need to be focused on the missions. See, Paul told the Romans, you know, corrections. Good, and you can teach one another. We, we see in Romans 14, he had to spend the whole chapter talking about gray areas and disputable matters. Because clearly, uh, some people were judging each other. And so he had to send areas of the Bible. That's why in chapter 13, he had to tell the church, hey, Romans, wake up. Wake up, PJ's off, it's coming back. Stop doing it because Jesus is coming back. That's why in Romans 13, he had to say, submit to your authorities. Pay your taxes, guys. Come on, off path here. Big thing. Let, let's on this gospel track, on this gospel mission to go into all the world and preach the good news to all create state. So that's reaction. Listen to it. So that's the third thing. And then at the end of this chapter, Paul gives... Uh, says this, I urge you, we can be brothers and sisters by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God. Contribution I take, pray that I may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your comfort. 
the God of theme in this, this passage that Paul is maybe telling us a way to be united is we need to join in each other's struggles. And he openly talks books that he wrote. Uh, he says that, you know, he's, he's been through things and shipwrecks. He's, he's, been, he's been hungry. Uh, he's been tired. He, he's been homeless. He's been without clothes. He's, he's all of these different things. And, and so he's united. Please, you know, there's, anybody ever watched a sports movie before? They're all the same. Out with all sports movies, they have the same plot of misfits all coming together. Maybe they have different, uh, they're from different teams or they have different skills and different abilities. That's the start. Each other, maybe they, pretty soon they go through some sort of struggle, right? Whether that's conditioning and the coaches just really, game, you know, it's our limits or they, we can't do it. But in that struggle, all of a sudden, they put aside all their differences, each other, let's, and, and they decide. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're united, and they start winning games, and then the movie ends by them winning the championship game, and they walk off, right? That's every team sport movie. It comes in a similar way. It's how it comes. Are there for each other in the struggles, right? We like to celebrate with each other on the mountaintops, but if we want unity, that's what Paul's talking about together in the valley. He gives us three different ways that we can be for each other in the midst of the struggle, and the first way we can be for, uh, together for each other in the is again, he was constantly living uh, prison, flogging, stonings, beating, shipwreck. I mean, you name it. Paul had done it. Paul had been through it because people pray for sharing the gospel. Pray for God's will in my life. Would you pray for a refreshing? Because Lord knows I need it, right? And so that's what Paul is saying. Pray for me. So united as we're going through a tough thing in life, don't try to do it on your own. Don't try to just humbling, just make it, no, that we can be together with each other in the struggle. And then also ask people, hey, life that you just need to, I pray for you, does it help you with? You know, so we pray for each other. Uh, we're united when we pray for our missionaries, right? When, when we pray, and we need to pray, check out the back of the board, we need to pray for our missionaries, Take this home. Pray for our missionaries every week. Check the board out there and, and be praying for when we, each and every week, when we come together and say, God, God, use us. Help us to, to reach these people. And, and we're united through prayer. Uh, the second one, we're united through he was working to get back when we sacrificed because there was two uh, churches, one in Macedonia, one in Achaia, who had taken up an offering toward and blessed the church in Jerusalem. To really neat because here you have two Church is made up of probably a bunch of Gentile people that are saying, we want to honor and respect the Jews, those people, so that others just be the chaff of something. And, and that's how unity happens, to, to sacrifice thing. So how time of our time for somebody else in the church. Last thing that he says is just being present. Being chapter 15, how can you be present to say, Man, I just want to be with you guys. I just want to go to Rome and visit the church and talk to you face to face and, and, and just be with you. Wisdom, that unity in the church. I think we just need to be present with each other. You know, it could be in the struggles. Maybe it's your or who's in the hospital. And you just, somebody has a, a parent die or someone close to them pass away and you just show up to the funeral just to be there for the family and, and to love on them in, in the, the, the flood. You know, but broken snowblower that you can go out and just be present with somebody and, and help them out and, and love on a party or just, but it could also be in celebrating with people. Think about this. When was the last time 
that you are with somebody from AFA outside of these buildings, sister in Christ, outside of these four walls. Because I think to be united, we need to be present with each other. Church, uh, just to kind of, when, when God gives it to us, we, we seek unity at the altar. When he gives us grace for each other to endure and encourage. Unity happens when we, uh, when we listen to correction. And unity happens when we, we share in each other's struggles. So Paul teaches us what unity is in, in Romans 15. But then that's the way I view it. He, he models unity looks like and how there's diversity in unity. So in chapter 16, he gives greetings. He just doesn't know everybody. Starts talking to, knows a lot of people that he's encountered in ministry in other areas or people that have been under his ministry that he sent to Rome. And so he just starts sending his greetings. And how does Paul model thinking as we read in this passage? So verse 1 in Romans 16 uh, Starts this way. Again, this is church in Sinclair at the end of the book. He said, You to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. She has been the benefactor of many people, their lives for me. Not only I greet all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, very hard for you, was the first Congress in Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles and they were in Kirker in Christ and my. Greet Ampliate, greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herosa, those women who work, those in the household. Of, greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Hermes, mother who has been a mother to, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nerus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people. Jumping ahead. Greet one another. 21 says this, Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you as do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater. Gaius, I, Tertius, I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Cordus, sends you names that, that Paul sends by name. And, and again, I believe that he teaches unity in 15, but he models it here out, loving on him by Notice the differences. Notice the diversity of names here in, in, in these 35 names. Uh, Latin name, the diversity is race. Ampliatus, you've got Greek names like Junius. You've got Roman names like Lucius. And you even have a Persian name in there, uh, Persis, which literally sounds in different names. Right? So, you've got, so you see the unity of the church in its diversity. Uh, you also see different levels of, of class, high rank, like social status and ranking, and Narcissus, who were heads of households. And you've got other names that were common slave names back in the day, like Rufus and Ampliated. At least 10 women in five names. And in fact, it starts with Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe had said she was a deacon in the church, and Jerome, benefactor to many, in fact, and, and gives her his seal of approval, basically saying, You can trust Phoebe. So gender was, they were in Christ before Paul was. How long they, Epinetus, who was the, the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia that, that Paul led. And then you also, which makes police. Maybe at one point they weren't so sure about Apelles. Is he going to make it? You know, is he, is he going to get through, you know, wavering? No, he's when they had come into Christ in the Lord. They're uniting under one cause, under one purpose, under one mission. Notice the different roles. That Paul says there. He calls some guy was a public work servant. Uh, another one, I like this. He just says, uh, Rufus, your mom. She was like a mom to me, right? She was just great at being a mom. mom. 
to love people. The church needs dads. The church needs grandpas and grandmas. Church needs fun uncles and aunts. You know, we, we need, need all the church. Can you be a dad? Can, can you be that person to somebody else? All these different gifts. Uh, one was all together. One was the church. And it was in their diversity where we see unity. He brings together nations and cultures and talents and models that in, in this state. Together to, so I want you to think for a moment. What if you were called away? What if you were, you got a, you decided to run the city? What if you went back to the church? What names would you include? What names would you send greetings? Because I think it's so easy that I was close to and we're all like the same age and in the same circumstances and in the same that. But what I love about Paul, he says, no, you know, greet that person, that person, that person, that point in the church where we get outside of our circle. And we're loving people in a different pew or in a different section or a different mentory relation, right? How, how we love each other and get to know the church. Again, some of us, we've been sitting in the same pew for 35 years, but we don't know the other person. What would our letter look like? We just never talked that. And it'd just be kind of a, a challenge to you. Worship team, would you come? And we're just doing a final song, uh, what Jesus did for us on the cross. How great is our God? And so it's amazing what God has of just the gospel and how if we apply the gospel to our lives, it'll change everything. The fact that we accept him when we and he died, that, that no longer are we destined for eternity in hell, but now we're destined for eternity in heaven. We get to spend, we were the rest of our lives. We couldn't do it on our own. We were lost. We were hopeless. But yet Jesus, he saved us. And all we need to do is, and when we do call on his name, we, we, we enter into the family of Christ, that we are called children of God, children of the most high, we can all work together. We can have unity, because now we're family. We're family. That person sitting next to you, they're family. Maybe different, but that's okay. Because we can be united even in our differences. Creation. Because we we have the same purpose. And there's unity when we're all going the same direction. And God uses all of our differences. Close this, this close the series just by giving glory to God. Just by, by praising Him today. And today you need to do is say, Jesus, sinner, I've messed up. And I need a Savior. Would you forgive me? I believe you died. Special word. Get from the heart and you mean it. God's going to change your life. God's going to change your life like you've never experienced before. And you'll look around and you'll see brothers. God, we thank you for this. It's found in you. So Lord, I, I pray that you'd help us to put aside our differences. I pray that you'd help us uh, to embrace Jesus Christ. Love each other and to build your kingdom. So God, we give you glory. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for what you did for us on the cross. God, we will forever be in debt. Let's worship Jesus. Of love to one another because
there is none like you. There is none like you. There is no one as great. There is no one as thank you that you as wonderful as you sent Jesus to live a perfect life and to endure the pain and the torment for our sins to give up his life. You, you took the penalty. You took the punishment. Jesus, you died. You, you took God's wrath when we were deserving of it. And you gave up your life in that tomb, but you wrote for us. God, so, so we could come to you. God, so we could have salvation, so we could have your blessing and faith in you. God, I pray that you would unite your people under a common purpose. And Lord, we pray this all in, in your name. Be wise God. We last glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Love on each other. Have an, be united and uh, enjoy your last week of summer circles. We'll, we'll see you there.